Welcome to the second episode of Imagine Akasha. My name is Tom Fry, and my lovely co-host is Nancy Valling. Nancy, how are you? Good, Tom. How are you doing? I'm great. You just got back from a trip. I did. I was in Mexico. I went to Cabo. Oh, wow. Now, that's always nice to get away. It was great to but get it, away. It wasn't all-inclusive. No, it wasn't all-inclusive. I'm not a, I'm not that girl. So you didn't put on a bunch of weight and you're not hungover. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a very special guest in the studio. Nancy, do you want to introduce her? Joaquina Conte is here today. She is an extraordinary woman, and I'm very, very excited to have her come and talk about a whole bunch of different things. Hello. Hi there. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So you were saying that you uh, grew up mostly in Ecuador? Yes, I grew up in Ecuador. Wow. So you speak Spanish? Habla Espanol? Sí, hablo Espanol. So can we say things that Nancy doesn't understand, even though she just got back from Mexico? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> she, should, she could have used you on that trip, I'm sure. She could have, yes. She was with me in spirit. <laughs> That's right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, other oh. than the Ecuadorian aspect. Unless you want to include that, you're welcome No, to. no. What would you like to know? Everything. There's a lot to say. All, all I know is I, know, I do know you're a, you're a shaman. And uh, Nancy warned me not to squeeze the shaman. So that's, that's <laughs> Definitely we, not, yeah. We'll get that out of the way right yes, now. Yes, okay. yes, no yes. Although she's very squeezable. <laughs> she is very lovable. <laughs> so uh, how did this all transpire for you? Yeah, that's a, it's a really long story. But to make a long story very short, um, yeah. You know, I was growing up, uh, I grew up mostly um, also in Leadville, Colorado, which is really interesting. It was a be- be- very beautiful place back then. Still is. Um just was a little bit of a different energy like everything and I grew up really like hearing a lot of nature and voices in nature and then um, typical story as you grow up sometimes at some point you lose that um, connection with nature and spirit and that's what happened to me when I came back here when I was 20 Um, so you know I was just living the life and trying to make it and trying to please everyone and at some point I decided to break free from all of that but I kind of lost my way really good. <laughs> I did a number on myself there. So, you what know, does that mean? What did you do? Well, I got involved in a lot of partying. You know, I did the <laughs> 20s thing where you try to find yourself, but you get more lost in the process. <laughs> and, you know, um, a lot of partying, uh, a lot of stuff that wasn't very beneficial for me. And um, at some point, I definitely uh, started to really pray and realize that that wasn't who I was and so I started to try to find myself as they say and along the way um, the spirits definitely showed up and started whacking me on my face. (laughs) When you say pray I'm just curious I mean at the time were you uh, a Catholic or were you something that was no other than the the spiritual self you are now? Oh I was something totally different than the spiritual self I am now yes I was actually this is a very interesting story I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. Really? Really far out there. Um, So so you're (laughs) the ones who knock on my door on Saturday afternoon right? I used to yes. Yes. So I I was raised in that. So, yeah, but I I left that when I was 22 um, because I definitely realized I didn't want to live my life for everyone else. And I was trying to find my place in the world. And I always knew they just didn't resonate with me and they weren't telling me the truth as I was growing up. That's what I always felt. So when I was 22, I realized that and I walked away from everything that I had. Wow. I walked away from the whole community that I had for my whole life, (laughs) knocking on doors, walked away from my family, 
Um, wow. So, you, you know, yeah. that, are you still in touch with your family now? Or? I'm, I'm really not. Really? That's yeah. so sad. It's, it's really sad. Yeah. 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 Took me years to get over. But, um, yeah, still affects me sometimes I'm for sure. sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I walked away from all of that. And, but when I walked away from that, um, I guess as is the typical story of a very repressed child, I became a very wild child. And so <laughs> I did that number pretty well for a few years. But fortunately, it lasted about five years and uh, did and a good number. And then what was the thing that brought you back? That brought me the, back? Yeah. You know, to tell you the truth, I, I'm going to tell you, um, my kids. My kids really, you know, brought me back because I didn't want to be that party mom that didn't show up for my kids. And I also knew there was something so much deeper in me that was not the person that I was being. And so, you know, I really, really started like pleading with my soul, I guess you can say at the time. And um, that's when, yeah. It's a really long story, but like <laughs> lots of spirits really showed up and they started guiding me. And uh, at that time when I was looking for those really deep answers to really save my life and to save my kids, literally to save my life. Um, I happened to uh, share this with a friend of mine, a very good friend. And uh, yeah, and she said, hey, I tell you what, why don't you go to the Shambhala Mountain Center? And so I was like, what the heck is that? But, you know, it seemed like an answer from an angel at the time. So I didn't even question it. I didn't ask many questions. I just uh, found out where it was, and I led my way there. Yeah, and that's where I had my first uh, spiritual awakening, as they call it, and direct experience. And was it the Kundalini awakening or something else? It's probably the Kundalini awakening. Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. And with that, you know, a lot of other things transpired there. And uh, spirit definitely guided me, and a lot of mysterious, strange things happened up there um, that I began to seek out the answers to. And um, I ended up calling up the same friend who guided me there with these strange mysteries that had occurred up there. And she said, hey, I have another solution for you. So there's this medicine man coming into town, and I think you should meet him. And so that was within like two weeks or so of me going to the Shambhala. So everything happened so fast and I had no idea what was happening. But because I was in such a place of looking for answers and I knew there was something else out there, I just followed. I didn't even question. So I went and I met this medicine man of the Lakota tradition and uh, that's where my journey really started. To being a shaman. What is What do you think it, you would describe being a shaman as? I mean, is, is it like a self-proclaimed? I was talking to, in the last uh, episode, I was talking to uh, Nancy about it. I mean, is it just one of those things, you know what, I'm a shaman. Call me Shaman Taman now, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, is it something where other people designate you as a shaman, or is it something that you, how does that whole thing come Yeah, up? you know, and that's such a good question, because I really feel like with, as we call it now, modern shamanism, there's a lot of questions around that. But what I can say is the way I learned and what my teacher told me is you do not call yourself a shaman <laughs> <laughs> until the community calls you that. Um, and, you know, really in the Lakota tradition, after your really big initiation into being a shaman, and to clarify that as well, it's not that you choose to be a shaman. That is, yeah, I don't think any sane man would choose to be a shaman because it's a very dangerous path. And... Um, most people would run away from it if they knew what it meant. But 
Um, with that said, um, he always said, you know, do not choose to be a shaman and um, do not call yourself a shaman. To me, um, shaman are in every aspect of life. They're, you know, they're in every culture. They're, you know, in different cultures, but they seem to all be guided by the same energy from the shamans that I've encountered, you know, the handful. Mm-hmm. Um, they all come in as an energy healer, pretty much, is mm-hmm. what I've taken it. And they don't really, even though they're separate shaman all over the world, they still, you know, seem to be guided in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not religious at yeah. all. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I can say is that a shaman is really called by the spirits. Yes, There's I would... really no other way that that happens. A person can pray to be a shaman and want to be a shaman and think they're a shaman, but they're not a shaman. What does the word shaman mean? Does it come from a... It does. It comes from a Siberian word. Does it, does it like mean like a teacher? Is that kind of what it is? or is No, it... a, you know, a shaman is really a person who is able to cross the different realms of spirit world and come back safely on behalf of other people. Um, So it's really a big job and a big responsibility, you know, back in the day when uh, shamanic communities existed on a more global level, you can say we probably most of the peoples back in the day had their their shaman, it was understood that that person had a very sacred place. And um, they had to be taken care of because their job was to really maintain that connection between the community and spirit world, so that there could be a nice balance and so that everything could be productive and grow and flourish and all of those wonderful things. So it, it's a it's a very big responsibility. Although what do you think it is today, though? That's what I was going to say. And modern shamanism has definitely become different. And that's something that I have also um, somewhat struggled with and questioned a lot as I look out there and I see everything that's going on. And I, I reflect on myself as well. Um, but being a modern shaman, you know, is a little difficult unless you come from still a very native community, which there are, you know, the, the Dene, which I am part Dene, they still have their shaman. The Lakota obviously have their shaman um, and in South America as well. Of course, Siberia, you know, there's communities that have their shaman. And that is something that is upheld still um, in the community in a, in a very good way. Here, though, in the Western world. In the Western world, what, it, what are people coming to you for? Yeah. I mean, I've come to you. So. Yeah, yeah. It's really different because, you know, here I feel like there's so many people who call themselves a shamanic practitioner. So the term shaman and shamanic practitioner, they can become a, a little bit um, intermingled and intertwined and a little, you know, like complicated and people lose the true definition of a shaman. And perhaps, you know, in this Western civilization, we have somewhat lost that. Um, But I have a lot of people who um, come to me and um, it's interesting because I try to just provide for them something, maybe hopefully a different experience that can help give them a little bit of a comparison of what a, a real ceremony is or a real shaman does and that work and to someone else. But I get everything from, um, you know, people who feel stuck in their life to feel like they have some trauma that needs to be healed to maybe some sort of foreign entities that need to be removed. And it, I mean, it really it could go on and on. It's Let's pretty talk deep. about the foreign entities. <laughs> foreign entities. Yeah, Here we go. Cool. <laughs> um, how about my favorite, the mermaids? The mermaids. What was your encounter with mermaids, Nancy? Um, you know, I've 
done a past life where I was a mermaid. I have mermaids all over my body, um, you know. <laughs> then I went in Mexico. I went to this restaurant that was mermaids, mm-hmm. a, a really fabulous restaurant. If you're interested, email me and I will give you that the name of the restaurant. But I took a picture of myself, and it looks pretty demonic. <laughs> I wouldn't say that because I saw the picture and uh, Nancy had a beautiful smile on is her your face. your favorite movie Splash? <laughs> My eyes look pretty bad. Is your favorite movie Splash? It, no. Well, that's, isn't that a mermaid movie? <laughs> yeah, but she got, she got legs, I think, didn't she? <laughs> kind of like The Little Mermaid. Right. Well, I, I, mer, so you're saying mermaids are real, or are you saying there is a realm of mermaids? Yes, I, that's oh. what I'm saying. Uh, or you can take this with a grain of salt, those of you listening. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I'm pretty sure there's I've never a seen realm. A picture of a real one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I kind of have a lot to say about mermaids. <laughs> yeah, I I do believe that mermaids are real and that they have existed throughout time. So if you really want to take the time, you could look throughout world history, to tell you the truth, all the way down, you know, uh, up from Ireland, all the way down um, to South America, and even along, you know, in Asia and different parts of the world, there are stories of mermaid, and there is a very strong mythology around the mermaids. Mm -hmm. So to me, um, from what I have learned. But is it more mythology than actually like looking out in the ocean one day and saying, wait a second, that chick swimming over there has, you know, has a tail. You know? I mean, is it like that? So, you know what? I guess it's the way you look at it. We call it mythology in this Western world because to us, mythology is kind of disconnected and there's stories that we've lost in the ancient worlds and stuff like that. How? And we're pretty programmed here we, in this we, space. we are. But what I can tell you is that mermaids to some peoples around the world are very real still. Um, extremely real. There are people who see mermaids. I have seen mermaids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those mermaids are very important for our waters. And this is something that I feel that in this country, um, since we have lost our connection, um, we do not remember the mermaids and the water that they exist in. So it's really important that we do that because the mermaids are in charge of taking care of the water. Mm-hmm. And without mermaids, there really is no water. You know, what do they eat? The mermaids. We don't know. They exist in these communities down below. And I think they really exist on a lot of energy from what I've seen. Um, I can't I mean, speak to much more besides are water. Are they always beautiful with like flowing blonde hair? Like no. <laughs> Aren't they kind of so, scary? So there are there definitely there's different kinds of mermaids, just like there's different kinds of human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the mermaids, you know, that are very held in a very, very high order and very sacred who have the responsibility of, of taking Keeping care the of water. the waters. And it's really Which important. Which we're destroying everyone. Yes. Just so you know. Yes. <laughs> so it's really important that we remember them. Because they actually are important to the existence of water. So it's really important that we pray to them and that we give them gratitude and that we give them offerings. In this country, we have forgot to give the mermaids offerings, so and they have disappeared. Are, and they're not, that doesn't mean empty beer cans off of your boat. No. That's not the kind of they want. no. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about maybe some tobacco or something sacred to your heart. Um, so, yeah, we've lost a lot of mermaids Do in they this like country. To smoke? I don't think so. Well, then what do they need tobacco for? <laughs> they chew. They oh, chew. <laughs> no, they it would chew. just be like the loose leaf tobacco, you know, to the Native Americans, tobacco okay, offerings are very right. sacred. Even to South Americans, there's the tobacco offering always, you know. Mm. So it's to us, it's like the connection between us and them. 
And it's a good offering. Do they smoke? <laughs> Nancy. They have some lighters down there. Yeah. <laughs> There's fire somewhere in the ocean. Fire in the water. Um, and how about aliens? Aliens. Uh, what about them? <laughs> uh, do you believe in them? Have yes. you seen them? Is there realms of good there's, and bad aliens? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there, there's definitely good realms of good and bad and everything in between. You know, mm-hmm. good and bad is so relative. But yeah, some some want to cause us harm and others are really, really cheering seen, us on. Have you seen an alien? <laughs> yes, a few times like, or more. All the time. All the time? <laughs> Well, if she's yeah. traveling through realms, Tom. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you're not, like, just seeing him, like, you know, walking down, like, you know, the in Boulder, like, going down to Pearl Street. Well, that's a very tricky question. Have you walked Pearl Street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. There's a few aliens there. there. Few aliens. <laughs> we're talking about aliens from another, you know. So source, am I. So am I. Yeah. 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 They, they can take on yeah. human. Yeah. They can take on human form. They can. So, yeah, definitely they can take on human form. And there's some of those on Pearl Street, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and also there are some that um, are more of entity-like creatures is what you're probably thinking, more spirit form. Spirit um, form. How about angels? Have you been to the angel realm? Angels are tricky, yes. I like to call them um, spirit beings. Spirit beings, (laughs) the light, the light beings. Spirit beings, light beings is what I like to call them. So not really the wings and the stuff that you, you know. Yeah, they they definitely have wings. I just, I'm very careful with the term angels. Why? Well. Is it ever religious? connotation or no no it has nothing to do that with that so you know yeah that's a very deep conversation but mm-hmm. i've heard that some people feel like aliens are kind of reptilians who have come to us in their own like um illusion of a body that is false ah. and and so we have to be very careful but that is only one kind of alien right yeah yeah so that's i'm very careful with the word angel an angel too mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm just very careful. They're, they're definitely, angels do exist, but I think... Do you think they're here to help us as human beings? Or is that what their job is? Or do they not, they're, they have their own realm and they stay in their own realm? Yes, I, I feel angels, as you would like to call these spirit beings, um, they have so many jobs. They are, they They're overworked, these, I'm pretty yes, sure. I really feel that. They have these very huge kingdoms where they have lots of jobs. They're very, very busy, more than we are, perhaps. Very cool. Um, what else? Oh, programming. I did want to talk about that because that's, you know, when you sing, I've, I've been at a, um, a ritual of yours, and your singing really takes, you know, some of the programming out of the body. I, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be said about programming. So there's different kinds of programming. I feel like there's familiar programming from our family. Um, you know, those are the things you can say, like the constant recordings in our head, like in the background, you know? Yes. They're like, you're not good enough. Oh, just stop that. You're going to fail. You're no good. Just child, what are you thinking? You're so stupid. You know, those, those are those recordings that are always playing in the background of our brain. Do you think because somebody gave it to us first? Yes. We not... Absolutely. A baby doesn't have that. No, a baby does not have that. So, yeah, those are things we learn, uh, you know, sadly to say, but it's just part of the way it is so that we can learn. 
Um, a lot of that stuff that? is from our family, mm-hmm. you know, like saying, hey, don't say it like that. What are you saying? There's no angels. Hey, what are you saying? There's no spirits. Don't say that. We don't say that. Mm-hmm. And so we forget about those things. And we begin to play those recordings in the background of our brain and our mind. And so it's up to us as we grow up to remove that programming, programming. to remove that tape recorder. Yeah. And then we have television oh, and radio. TV, song. radio societal programming for yes. me, social media from the way you should look the way you should talk the what you should buy how you should be you know what you need to watch on tv yeah it, it goes pretty pretty deep and it's pretty important at some point in your life realize that you are probably or have been programmed um and try to step out of that i yes. think personally yeah, absolutely. And of course, there's techniques to do that. You know, there's there's ways to do that. Some people, you know, definitely go to shaman to do that. It depends on the programming. You know, some of that programming requires things like a soul retrieval or um, other things to help remove. Oh, can you explain a soul retrieval? Yeah, a, a soul retrieval. Is it kind of like a reset button? It's like a reset button. And it's like, you know, saving a piece of yourself that was lost, perhaps, wow. or that was taken away. You know, I like to always say, like, a thief came in the in the darkness of the night and took a piece of your soul away. Do we do that to each other? Absolutely. You know, yeah, we take, we we take from each other and, and then hardly ever give back. Yeah, and we also allow, right? Mm-hmm. We have to look at that, too. We, we, we allow, allow that to be taken away from ourselves, and it's all part of the learning experience. So there's no blame to be put or, no. you know. No, no. Yeah. All right, so along with shamanism, what do you think your favorite part of it is? Oh, my favorite part. I I guess you could say, I could say, my favorite part is to truly see when someone is totally different. Like you can just see all of a sudden the light coming through their eyes and their whole body shifted and changed. And after that, their, their life. Changes. changes and I've seen that many times and that's why I keep doing this very cool do you char- and she's very good at it do you charge for this is it something yes that, I was gonna say you can't, you can't do it <laughs> can't do it for free <laughs> Tom it. Well, like, I'm, I'm doing it for free yeah I don't know man my, my rent's pretty high <laughs> yeah you know I with that said I mean I do have to say I give away a lot too. I'm sure you do I, I really do give You're away, giving a away lot. something today I, I am so yeah, you know, it's a give and a take, and, you know, you, you have to still give to those in need. And So those. do you have, like, a like a, a space, or do you, where do you usually do your... Yes, I, I have a space. So um, I have an acupuncture clinic, actually. I'm also an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist in Boulder, Colorado. So it's it called? called Hummingbird Community Acupuncture. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So I have a clinic up there, and obviously I do acupuncture, community acupuncture. Sliding scale, 35 to 65, which is a deal in, uh, in of itself. It's a very big deal. That's she's, a huge deal. amazing. <laughs> so, so that's my huge way of also giving back to the community. Yeah. Along with acupuncture, now that we're on that line, um, how long have you been doing that? Acupuncture, eight years. Eight years. And um, what is your favorite part of acupuncture? Sticking people with a needle. Sticking people with needles. You know, again, it's seeing people heal. 
You know, especially like those really fast hit, like after treatment, they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. And you can tell that they do, or their pain is gone, or, you know, something happens in their life that that's, that also changes their perspective. So, they come in crying and they leave not crying yeah, anymore, or they yeah. come in happy and leave crying yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and, and also the gratefulness. You know, I really love it when people, because, you know, it is a deal. Um, and I really love it when people are like, thank you so much. Yes. And that, thank you so much for myself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that means a lot. It fills my heart. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, and now that we're on the hummingbird, um, <laughs> let's talk about CBD. CBD. Yes. <laughs> what, what are the products that you're carrying now? Um, so we did come out recently with um, Hummingbird Botanicals a side company of hummingbird community acupuncture and it is a an usda organic hemp which is actually pretty rare to find we're working with a local farm here in colorado oh that's great yeah and they're making some really great cbd for us so we've been selling it at the clinic already for a couple of months and getting some really good feedback so we're super excited and we really want to launch it here really soon so what are the products um, it is CBD, so we have a is peppermint. It like a cream? No, it is a tincture. So you take it orally, and it's a. Uh, there's two tinctures. There is a peppermint flavor, which is quite delicious and refreshing, <laughs> as well as does relaxing. it get you high? Does CBD no. get you high? It does not. This hemp oil has only about 0.1 percent THC, which is actually um, a pretty good amount to also help make it a little more um, effective in the body. But can you sell it outside of Colorado? I mean, is, is, is... yes. Absolutely. So, it, so nationwide. So this is well. Th- th- I know some people, for instance, who moved here because their son had um, uh, seizures, mm-hmm. and they moved to Colorado so they could get you know some sort of. A, I w- I'm assuming it's a CBD. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why can't they move back now and just get it from you mail order? Yeah, they absolutely could. So, yeah, there's a difference between CBD. Some of the CBD, in fact, all of the CBD you buy at, like, for example, you know, at the uh, pot shops has to have a higher, the dispensaries has to have a higher level of THC. So that is illegal Uh, to ship nationwide, I do believe. And And, I think you need the higher level on a seizure. Why are you pointing at me? Yes. Oh, oh, you meant, (laughs) I thought you meant me. Yeah, Yeah, you need a higher level, Tom. So a lot of people moved here perhaps for the more, higher thc oh. content in the cbd or maybe just the the c the thc right right yeah which is very effective for seizures yes i i've heard so and yeah. apparently it's been like night and day mm-hmm. some of the things that i've seen yeah i'm sure you've seen some of the videos as well people who have had like cere- uh, not, not cerebral palsy because that's because that's more of a brain thing but um where they've really had not been able to talk like some they look like they've had a stroke or something and then, right. they, then within moments of taking this stuff all of a sudden they calm like down they, can, they calm down and yeah. they're able to speak clearly and they're and their things loosen up in their body their tenseness yeah. of their hands maybe or their muscles yeah the videos i've seen of that i i do believe is more the thc content oh that's more the thc content yeah so what Dude. would the the cbd can help those things too it's just in a higher dose so it, it's a little different um administration so what is your cbd doing to help people um we have seen so far some really great feedback on pain pain is a huge thing it is literally dropping like nerve pain or um deeper. i would say like muscle pain bone pain it is um bone oh, muscle pain for example stuff. yeah it's dropping people's pain from like a 10 to a zero. Oh, that's so, so fantastic like I have like, 
My shoulder, I have a lot of pain in my shoulder and in my lower back. But yes. The one in my shoulder, for instance. And I'm not sure if I slept on it funny or if I have some sort of a maybe an old injury from playing sports or something back in the day. But all I know is is that, you know, I, I it feels not, not like tendonitis, but it's something in my shoulder like that. Mm-hmm. Is something like that going to be good for it? Yes, absolutely. But what I feel for you, too, is you need a little bit of some needles in the front. It feels like the front and on your neck, towards your neck. Did you bring any with you? I did not. So like a combination of that, it will probably take it away. Really? Yeah. And maybe a little bit of some exercise. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. But still don't squeeze the shaman. Don't get too excited. (laughs) Do not squeeze the shaman. She might do something. (laughs) What about about lower back pain? Yes. um, Definitely lower back pain. So are you taking this orally? Yes. And then, then it goes right to the spot that's painful? That's you know, that's really the interesting, interesting about the CBD. It will go to the place in your body where you need it. So CBD um, reduces inflammation, and that's why it helps reduce pain. So ah. it will go to where you need it in the body. It also helps calm you down if you're very anxious. Um, it can help a wide variety of things. Stress. How about ADD? Sleep. How about ADHD? ADHD, Yes. Because <laughs> I've, I've had, been, had ADHD since I was a child, so. Wow. Have you tried CBD? I've tried smoking a little CBD at night. Like, I don't know if it really, I didn't feel that I was, but I, I think more of like a, a I think tincture. I have taken some, but I didn't really feel like I was all mellowed out or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think you'll feel totally mellow. Did you like have, you're you have out of, of it? in your car? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the I fuck of this woman's car <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think the advantage of a tincture is, you know, you're taking it every day and it is um, building up in your body so that you can feel the effects of it over a few weeks, a month, two months, three months. Oh, so it is a build up thing. It is a build up. You can't just take it once and expect that. Oh, it's gone now. Yes, it is not a magic pill, Mm. but it is pretty magical. (laughs) (laughs) so so everyone listening wants to get this tincture how would they acquire Um, it yes we are right now we we should have it up on our website at uh, www.communityacupuncture.org in the next week you can also give us a call at 303-447-0443 yay wow That's, that's, that's I've I've heard a lot of good things about CBD, and I love the fact yeah. that it's or it's organic and it's done, you know, through locally here in Colorado. I mean, yes. I, there's there's something to be said about that yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, and I do have to say, my husband and I, you know, we are herbalists, um, acupuncturists, healers, and we have taken a lot of painstaking work to really find the best hemp oil out there, and it's it's been really difficult. Um, Yes. So we really pride ourselves in finding the best products based on our experience as herbalist to give that to people as a, as a very pure product so that it will help you. Yes. And I'll vouch. You, Can I get you. a free sample? Cause you, we, I you. know. I know. You should have told me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I cut her microphone off. And we get free samples here. She's out of here. No. <laughs> All right. I wanted to ask you, you know, on all your journeys... Um, through the spirit realm. Um, have you met any ancestors of yours? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I Do they guide you some in some way? Yeah, there's always some guidance there from the ancestors. You know, um, some of it can be very profound and difficult. I come from a very interesting lineage, uh, to tell you the truth, which I don't talk about too much, um, but I guess I'm talking about it right now. Um, <laughs> so um, one of my uh, grandmas on 
one of my family's side. Uh, she was a, a very um, powerful black uh, witch for most of her life, um, which means she did a lot of bad. Oh, she did a lot of bad. She she did bad. Some deep voodoo. Yeah, oh, yeah, lots of lots of um, harm to other people. She would make voodoo dolls, and um, so do you, she, she did harm to people, and she would do curses. And oh, wow. so, do you think yeah. some of your your of uh, your practice is trying to heal that? Absolutely, it, it's been pretty deep for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, because of that very deep, deep lineage, and I do have to say, my grandma, um, towards the end of her life, she was um, infected with cancer throughout her whole body because there is always a price to pay when you do damage to other people um but do you think people that are do do you think she knew what she was doing i do okay i i absolutely so towards the end of her life you know and i did know her um she did turn what we say white witch so she started to try to do good for others but you know of course by then the cancer had do you think it was because she had gotten sick yes she went turn the leaf i don't know i i can't say for sure that could have affected it i i i don't know I didn't know whether to ask her that at the time. But she, she did try to make amends with her life. But she she did die in that way. So I have had to definitely heal that part of my bloodline. But um, on the other side of my family line, um, there is some Dene. My grandma is Dene, Navajo. And I do feel that that side is I also uh, healers and medicine people, um, you know, who worked with the land. And it, it's definitely the side that I have looked to a lot more for my guidance. Also, in that realm of ancestor, um, when you go back, you know, do you believe in past life? Absolutely. So when you go back and you're working with the ancestors, were you in their lineage before? Or is this a new family to you, spirit-wise? Do you know? That's an interesting question. I, I feel like it's a new family. A new family. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> no, the, the, all this stuff, and I, and I told uh, Nancy going into this idea of doing a podcast, is, is that I'm not completely 100% sold on all this stuff, just like I think a lot of people walking down the street aren't. Uh, but I think that, you know, the more we you know, talk about it and bring people like yourself on who can who can share some of their experiences and some of their wisdom, uh, certainly, you know, at least can make you think and wonder and say, wow, you know, maybe that is possible or maybe that is true. Or um, or this happened to me and I've been hiding it in the corner yeah. and I have had nobody to talk to. That's usually what I mm-hmm. experience, people that um, think you know, they come crazy. to see me. Because they had an experience that they don't know where to place because the majority of people out in the world are not talking about, you know, aliens and an mermaids. Ex- I want to have an experience. Why can't I see mermaids and aliens and I think take, a, take a lot of THC in your CBD oil? You'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think if you take a step back and you clear your mind, meditation again, mm-hmm. um, you know, the world is open. It's us that are closed, really. That's my belief, mm-hmm. you know, and we get closed in the many ways of being programmed. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about dreams, too. You know, you are a dream worker. Mm-hmm. I know that you go in your dreams and do lots is this of a lucid your dreaming or is this different? Um, similar, but a little a slightly different. I think you're perhaps. actually soul traveling, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. At night. More soul traveling or out of body consciousness mm-hmm. traveling. Mm hmm. Um, you but know, do you, but do you realize that you're doing it in that sense that making it lucid or, or is it just because we all have dreams that are, 
you know, a lot of them are undescribable, and uh, certainly most of us don't remember them unless it's something significant that happens in a dream. Mm -hmm. I have certain dreams where I'll never forget. I have a dream that I had when I was, you know, five years old that I still remember vividly wow. that dream, but yet I had a dream last night that I kind of remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't. But are we talking more like consciously knowing what's going on while you're unconscious, or is it something that's... Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. So, you know, sometimes what I have heard from people that I'm working with is that they saw me appear in a dream and heal them somehow. So there's that aspect, but I don't remember anything about that necessarily. Yeah, because we have the amnesia. Right. Or, or I just, you know, my spirit guides or, you know, in dream state, I'm kind of doing what I do and I don't, you know, there's so much that we do. We're not conscious of everything. Um, but there's definitely a lot of dreams that I do remember and I'm actively um, doing a lot of work in the spirit realms in those dreams. Wow. Uh, and on the lines of dreams, what kind of dream do you want to make solid, Tom? Well, I, I had thought about this a little bit. You had, you had mentioned that you wanted to talk a little bit about this. I think the main things would be, um, and, and I know money isn't everything, but it certainly makes things easier, as we all know, or we'd all be doing what we do for free. So life would be one big Nancy podcast. Um, <laughs> Imagine so, a Kasha podcast. Okay. Um, I, I would say to in increase my income, you know, maybe double it, but enough to where I am completely, you know, satisfied that I that I'm at the top of my game, so I'm able to, you know do what I want to do and not have to think about, uh, you know. So would that include more voiceover or would oh, yeah. you really oh, like yeah. to act? No, I, I, loved, I would love to act, but I mean, realistically, I think the, the voiceover increasing the business. And the other thing I, I think would be to, uh, to find my soulmate. I think that that's something that we all are looking for, whether we want to admit it or not. But wouldn't it be nice to be with your best friend every day and just have – it, it, that it's easy and that you there's certain things in your life that you don't have to think about anymore and and i feel like that a lot of my uh spinning a, around yeah a, a lot of it is and a lot of it you're thinking gosh what a bunch of wasted time you know searching and looking but if, if that was there i think that that would you know all of a sudden that i have new things to, and the third thing that i uh think that i would like to do is become a little bit more mellow and i think that that would be something that I would like to do is, you know. I think, you know, knowing you for the last 16 years or whatever it's been, you have mellowed out with age, too, well, you good. know. CBD. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kina, what, what, what dreams do you have right now that you want to make solid? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this, and I, I do have some dreams that are very close to my heart that I feel they need to stay there for right now. <laughs> but to help me get to those dreams that you I will share speak about with the world, world. Yes. Um, I do also, along the same lines as Tom, I would like to create more space, time, and abundance for myself in my life. And I also feel a very deep calling to move to the mountains, closer to the mountains, not way in the mountains, but, you know, near Boulder. I thought you guys Boulder. were pretty close to the mountains. We'd like to move more west. Like you know? to have your own land and start har yeah, harvesting. Yeah, yeah, to have a little bit of land and just to live, you know, in the mountains, actually, and have a deeper connection with that. So Pack yeah. your snow boots. <laughs> Pack your snow boots and your coats. That's right. <laughs> How about you, Nancy? Uh, you know, my dreams right now, I, wanna, I have realized since the crumbling of my last relationship, that I do want to be married. That's very important. I want to find my soulmate. Um, I'd like to win the Powerball because I want to open an energy hospital. I've really been oh, wow. thinking about you know, how to heal people on an energy level because that's really basically where it's broken here in this place that we live. Um, and I want this podcast to be successful. Well, that's mm -hmm. a good one, too. 
And that would, and, and, and since I'm helping you with it, and you're helping, that, that means that it would be successful for all of us. <laughs> That's it right. Would. You know, one of my gifts is guided meditation. So I wanted to take this moment here. Um, now that we're talking about dreams and kind of guide you guys through everyone that's listening, you know, if you're driving in a car, just kind of mentally do this. Don't close your eyes. <laughs> um, you know, and you can always come back later at some point. But if you could allow your body to relax for a moment, close your eyes and minimize your distractions. So this might need to be something that you just come back to and just casually think about at this moment. But as you find a comfortable upright seat with your feet placed firmly on the ground, Begin to breathe a little slower, a little deeper through your nose. Exhale with equal depth as you brought the inhale in. And then when you feel as if you've settled into a little bit calmer state, a little more relaxed state, bring into your awareness the area of your life that you would like to transform. And we're all going to do this differently. You know, you might see it. You might feel it. You might simply read a story in your mind's eye. But allow your awareness to come to the area of your life that you would like to transform. Imagine your highest vision for this area of your life as if it has already happened. And you are presently living in the energy that you're wanting to create. How do you look? How do you feel here? What are you doing? Who is there with you? What is happening around you? What could your daily practices become to keep you more anchored in this ideal vision? Make this vision as compelling and as real as possible. And remember, we all imagine differently, so whatever is coming up is perfectly right for you. A song or sensation is floating through every cell, fiber, tissue, organ. Come back to this moment and bring it back to front and center when you need it. And when you have spent some time breathing and being in this vision for your life, I want you to now ask your higher self, the universe, God, if that's okay for you to use, or just your intuition, whatever feels most appropriate for you, to show you a goal now, a few words or an action that you could create in your life immediately to achieve in order to fully step into the vision of the life that you're wanting to create. Think of your goals as milestones just along the path. What do you need to produce or gain in order to actualize your dream? Just taking a mental note of these things Remember, you can come back to this meditation at any point in the future if you have lost your vision or you need to change the goals. They can also change shape or grow along as you reach your dreams. Know that this goal is attainable for you as you move closer and closer to it with your living life. Take a deep breath in. And exhale, allow your shoulders to relax, your tummy to relax, and right at the center of your heart, a tingling sensation may start to occur. And that tingling is just rolling through every cell, fiber, tissue, organ. 
the very center of your being all the way out into your energy body. And as you move through the next few moments, the next few weeks, the next few months, your dreams are getting closer and closer and closer to you. Take a deep breath in. And exhale, just letting the dream go, knowing that it will come back to you, having the patience, the trust, the sincerity to allow it to unfold in your life. Inhale. And exhale, slowly begin to tingle yourself right back awake. Dude. <laughs> See, you were calm. That's the I calmest I've seen you ever in my whole life. I meditate eight hours a night. <laughs> sometimes nine. I was going to say sometimes 16 hours. Yeah, sometimes I take a, a, a meditation nap in the afternoon. <laughs> what else should we talk about? Anything else? How old are your children? How are they? How old are they? 18 and 20. You have a 20-year-old? Yes. You look like you're about 28 yourself. Thank you. You really do? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, my. That's unbelievable. <laughs> they're also very amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're both in college. They're doing great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, studying aerospace engineering, one of wow. them, and sound engineering, the other, making beautiful music for the world. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think that for our second podcast, I think we had a, got a lot accomplished today. And I, I think that we were able to bring on a guest who is not only uh, informative and, and spiritual and deep, but also someone who's got things that they can offer uh, to, to you, the listener, whether it be um, an opportunity to, to meet you through your practice of acupuncture or some of your shamanistic um, abilities or even ordering a tincture to to help mellow you out a little bit or help get rid of some of the pain so i i think that was really cool that you came on today mm -hmm. thank you thank you for having me all right well so, nancy did you have one more thing you were going to say oh i was going to say next next month we're doing this monthly right Tom? oh wait, is that what we're doing okay yeah i wasn't sure um our next guest will be jason kish uh out of body explorer and is i the can't one from wait england no he's not the one from england but he he, he lives in... Uh, but I bet his body has been to England. Minnesota. He absolutely, England. He probably has Probably been. in England right now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Nancy. And thank, thank you. Thank you, Joaquina. Joaquina. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you very so, much so as much. well, Tom so and Nancy. wonderful. We hope to see you again. Thank you. And we hope to thank see you. you again, too, and listen uh, to our podcast and uh, imagineakasha.com. Nancy, Nancy at, at. imagineakasha.com. And we're going to start doing Instagram. Oh, yay. Yay. Cool. So check we... us out, Imagine Akasha, right. at Instagram. We will. Add it now. You know, yeah, add it now. <laughs> add it now. Add it now. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>